for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings so we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, the tree, rock, everything. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Welcome to episode 38 of Blue Harvest, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. He's back. I'm back. He's back. After I had to call an audible and call in Vader and Johnny Nick, the one and only Will Witten is back. And let me just say thank you to Vader Nick and Johnny Grasso for stepping in for me while I was gone. It was a great show. Vader Nick did really good, didn't he? He did. He was real nervous. He's going to be like, oh, man, you'll have to let me know if you lose listeners. I'm like, I'm hey, like, hey shut up. You're not going to lose. You're We're not going to lose fine. listeners. Shut up. You can't sink this Blue Harvest ship. No, dude. And not with good fans and good crew <laughs> like that. Exactly. So uh, before we get into the news this week, I'm going to do what I do every fucking week and give out our information. If you want to like us on Facebook, you can at Facebook.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. Please do. If you, you do. Yes, indeed. Please. If you like us, like us on Facebook. You can also uh, follow us on Twitter. And we are pretty active on Twitter, I will say, and, along um, with uh, Johnny Grasso and Vader Nick. Yes, you can find both of them on Twitter. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter at Blue Harvest Pod. And you can follow Will at Will Witten 3. At Will Witten 3, that is me. Uh, what am I forgetting? Email. Email. You can email us if you have questions, comments, complaints, praises. Blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. Also, guys, please, please, please rate and review us on iTunes. That would really help. And not only will it really help, I can up the ante with one Hawes Burkhart's erotic fan fiction of Star Wars that we will act out. And uh, rope, uh, not what's that? Perform. We will perform you right now. the Telenova that is Hawes's <laughs> audio drama, erotic Star Wars fan. It's not fiction. erotic. I'm sorry. I just have. I'm trying to generate hype. So like, 
you know, yeah, I know that's not be, true. And you're when, gonna you're gonna generate all this hype, and and people are gonna tune in, hoping to get their bones and their wets on, and fucking <laughs> it's gonna be dry, uh, dry as the Sahara. Right, that's right, the Sahara, the Gobi Desert, deep in the Gobi Desert, Mojave Desert, and uh, as soft as a fucking Casper mattress. It's me putting out a little, hey, Casper, if you want to fucking be one of our sponsors. <laughs> I'll pick that name up that you just dropped. Yeah, Casper Mattress. Sending out uh, for a good night's sleep. <laughs> I hear they're amazing. Um, and one more thing that I want to plug and promote before we get into the show proper. Um, so this year they're holding the first ever Star Wars Podcast Awards. And right now, until February 16th, which is Tuesday, you can uh, write in nominees for a bunch of different categories. Dude, that is awesome. Um, And categories include, you know, um, best new podcast. Hey, 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 guys. Guys, if you like us, if you think we're a great new podcast, it would be awesome if you wrote us in on that category. That would be great. And uh, best theme song. You know what? I want that one. I want that one to go to Stone Cobra. Yeah, that's what I, I want. Our, I want it because I could be like, hey, guys, you know how you let our dopey little podcast use your song? Oh, y'all got an award. Dude, and we could have Steve and Josh back on. To accept to their accept award. their award. Yeah, man. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, StarWarsPodcastAwards.com. And I'm not going to push it too far. I don't want to bother you guys. I'm with pushing them. it. Hell, I would love to win one of those awards. It'd oh, yeah. Fun. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't like to win one, but I just don't want to, you know, beat people over the head with I'm not it. trying to pander to anybody, but hell, if you like us and you like our shit, go tell them that you like our shit. Yeah, and uh, after uh, the 16th, then it'll be open for uh, the semifinals uh, where you can act- actually vote on each of the categories. Right now, it's just the nomination process. So check that out if you guys have a chance feel like helping us out a little bit greatly appreciated so you want to actually get to a little star wars news instead of just promoting ourselves for yeah, four or five minutes footsie in about let's get to some meat and taters uh bob Iger, the president of disney announced this week that star wars episode eight is officially filming that's so awesome yeah i know man and now this is the question shortly after they started filming episode seven is when they finally announced the title of episode seven as being the force Awakens. so i kind of wonder if maybe we won't be getting a title for episode eight soon uh who knows maybe they'll they want to wait a little while to get rogue one you know do you think they would wait and release that with a poster or do you think that's way too far off i think that's probably way too far off if you think about how close to the movie um it was when we finally got the actual theatrical poster for seven you know that was pretty soon i mean um but you know there's also some evidence to show that they're not going to do things exactly the same way this time around because if that was the case we'd have a rogue one trailer already because we got a rogue one or a a force awakens trailer well before um you know like over a year before episode seven actually came out that's true um i i have to figure we'll probably be getting a rogue one trailer before too too long though and it's still in theaters is it not episode seven yeah yeah i i, I mean it's it's definitely on its decline now it broke 900 <laughs> million million domestically two billion worldwide it's impressive that's the world that's the record now right no no worldwide it's number three 
What was what does it beat out worldwide? Um, Avatar is number one. Titanic still, number two worldwide. Still now domestically, it's are you wor- kidding it's, me? Domestically, it's it's number one by a, a good margin. I think uh, you know, I think Avatar was in the seven hundred millions somewhere, somewhere in there. So you know, beat it by like one hundred fifty million or something. I'm not gonna complain. I mean, and to each his own, but. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You know, the thing is, is like, um, you know, I think they were hoping for like a a huge. That means um, you're telling me the world is telling me the things that James Cameron do are better than Star Wars. Okay. So I just find that hard to. I I find it hard to believe or agree with. Now, if you told me Aliens or Terminator 2, I I would be a little better with it. Titanic. I don't fucking get at all. <laughs> I don't get at all. I'm not saying that movie should have been a flop, but the number two movie of all time yeah. worldwide is fucking stupid. I I think that may have been from a reaction of like the friends, a crowd fan kind of people like that age. Yeah. Like they took their friends to see it and their mom and dad to see it and. Movies that people went to see multiple times, Avatar and Titanic. Well, and see, the thing with Avatar is, is I can see how, you know, groundbreaking and at the time. That's the thing for that. But the cultural impact, like they couldn't give away fucking Avatar toys. Like, right. It did not have the cultural impact that Star Wars did. And there was all this talk about Avatar 2, and I have yet to see that. Well, you know, Avatar 2 was scheduled to come out on the same day. That they moved episode eight to, so Avatar two is still coming. Oh yeah, well so supposedly. On this stuff. So uh, supposedly he's filming three more Avatar movies back to back. So there's going to be two, three, and four. Now, um, shortly after they announced uh, when episode eight got moved to, guess whose release date got pushed back? Avatar two. So they didn't keep their original release date. Well, no, it actually got. Uh, it's been this maybe like its third or fourth time it, that it's been delayed. Avatar two. Yeah, yeah, it's been delayed several times. In fact, I think it maybe at one point it was supposed to come out this December, like December twenty sixteen. The guy that plays Jake Sully. Yes. This may be the only way his career continues at the moment. Like I haven't seen him in anything since Avatar. He, he enjoyed some brief superstardom like what was that the gods um oh was he in that fucking was he in the remake of um what's that clash of the titans clash of the titans yeah Shitty. so he was the homeboy in on that like he was a terminator that's right i forget about all that other shit he did yeah he was the terminator he and was, terminator he, salvation. salvation yeah he was the man for a minute <clears throat> yeah. I think he was in a Call of Duty game. Was he? I think. I don't know that that sort of thing. I always thought he would make a decent Marcus Phoenix if they ever did a Gears of War a movie. Great Marcus Phoenix. He's got sort of that smushed face, block-headed look Angry. to him. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean, clearly, you know, I don't know that it, it was necessarily just because of Star Wars, but you know, it, it from the outside, it looks like James Cameron was like, "Fuck that, I'm not releasing Avatar to that close to the next Star Wars." Mainly because he'd get he'd look like a fool. Yeah, you got to be strategic about this stuff. The thing is, and is I like, don't think 
I just don't think Avatar 2 can beat Avatar 1. I don't. No. See, the thing is, is like, it's pretty much a given that there's sort of diminishing returns. Like, there's more more than likely... As far as sequels go, you mean? Yeah, and as far as box office goes with sequels. You know, like, I'm pretty sure Empire Strikes Back didn't do as well as, uh, you know, Star Wars. It did great. Nobody was complaining about how well it did. It's just, I think, the nature of that sort of thing, like... It's more than likely that, um, you know, episode eight isn't going to do, you know, two billion worldwide. Like I could be wrong. It could, you know, flip the script on that. Depending on how good it is. Yeah, I mean that that is true. But even you know how many like you people know, tell me all the time movies are good and I don't see them forever. True, but, but it's if not Star you Wars. you and I can be objective about the original trilogy. Trilogy. The trilogy. The original trilogy. The, the, the original trilogy. No, that's that's it. We just struck it from now on. We don't say the word trilogy. It's trilogy. The original trilogy. Uh, what's the best one out of those? Between you and I, we both know. In my opinion, it's it's, it's Empire. Empire Strikes Back. Not everybody would agree with us on that. I but. know, but you and I both know this, the original A New Hope. Mm-hmm. All its you know bumps and bruises mm-hmm. and acting... Yeah, original performances aside, still a good movie. Uh, Empire Strikes Whoa. Back. My bad. Great movie, if I will say. <laughs> yeah. Um, the cool thing we started out with, though, is that The Force Awakens, I think, is already on that Empire Strikes Back level to where it is a great movie. Yeah. The Force Awakens is great. It's one of those movies yeah. that's hit all its bases. Now the story is ready to grow in its own independent way. If it's an even better movie... Mm-hmm. Then the Force Awakens. I bet it'll beat it at the box office because everyone's going to want to see Especially how the story if, follows up. You, you, know, know, you know, if they address sort of the the common dumb complaints of, well, Episode Seven is just a rehash of Episode Four. You know, that's if if you're going to hear someone talk shit about Episode Seven, that's what you're going to hear. You want to? You want to? You want me to? T- I'm sorry, I got a little angry right there for a second. I saw it. You, you sat back, got all straight backed, and you're like, mm. I was like you know what I would tell to those people. Uh, I did not see Luke Skywalker do a damn thing. So it is in no way episode four to me. Thank you very much. Because I want to see Luke Skywalker do something. Especially, you know, drop trial and swing nuts and be an awesome badass for a minute at least. Yeah. Before he rides off into the sunset. You know, uh, I was wondering if we were going to get that. Just because, I don't know. Because sometimes, like, I try not to put too many hopes into these next movies like you can take him the yoda route yeah where he's well, so see, that's old what I'm saying, and like, so wise they even gave you know harrison ford he was a badass in episode seven he got to do his that's badass true stuff. see you, you got know to what i'm saying Her- i mean so i think harrison we ford- can escape ex- ex- expect the same from luke maybe it's not physically a badass as it is like a wise jedi master badass you know what i mean han solo Got I almost off. heard that. I heard almost what you said. You almost said Hall Solo. Hall Solo. Yeah, it's in your DNA. It's in my DNA. Uh, Han Solo got off a behind-the-back, no-look, Yeah. one-shot kill. I like that part when he comes up out of the basement of It's really Kung Fu Master, kind of, yeah. is what it is. He's just like, pow, 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 and the one behind me. Yeah. Like, it's really cool. Um. Uh, but see, like, there are some instances, like, you know, but there are some people would say that's too cheesy. And while I can see that, I 
I, I, it's not that for me because it's just that badass. Like, I, mean, I think Han Solo. Solo is that badass. You know what I'm saying? Like, if anybody's going to be able to pull that off, it's going to be Han Solo. And if I were an old Han Solo, you bet your ass I'd pull that off. Um, Hell yeah, and I'd fire the bowcaster too. As far as the uh, the box office goes, there has been, you know, like these huge franchises, say the Hunger Games, like the last movie in the Hunger Games, like did not do nearly as well as the other movies in the, the franchise. Because the movie was not better than the first one, you know, like. Oh, I'm sure that that's what it is, but it's also, I think there's also an element of sort of public weariness where like like say age of ultron like you know the avengers was a blockbuster hit like it did really well age of ultron did not do as well granted you could say i could see the argument for quality in that where i feel like age of ultron is not as good as the original as good like it's it's, good but not as good you gotta make a better movie to make a sequel that's the I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the when you're the talking prop, about the, the, a space epic yeah. or a super superhero epic, you know, these big franchise godlike stories, genre you know, films. old mythology kind of realms. You have to tell good stories. They can't be bullshit stories. They yeah. can't be paychecks. The thing I'm a little worried about. Um, you know, I've got confidence in Ryan Johnson, who's writing and directing episode eight. But I think we might feel the absence of Lawrence Kasdan. Because a lot of the things people really like about Seven are some of the the witty dialogue and the one-liners. The Poe lines. And you know what I'm saying like that? That that kind of stuff. And Lawrence Kasdan's not involved. Now, he's working on the young Han Solo movie. It might even do the storyline a service to take a more serious yeah. note. Yeah. And drop the one-lining kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. you, you had some heavy moments in the force awakens oh for sure you know super heavy but they they weren't there wasn't a lot of dialogue or a lot of back it was yeah but i mean that's also i mean if you're talking like say han's death not getting a lot of you know play after he dies that's sort of how star wars does it like you you know what i'm saying that moment itself was so intense for me just sitting there knowing that he was probably about to die that I needed, I needed the story to carry on because yeah. I don't want to dwell on the fact that, that Han Solo you just died. took my boy Han but Solo. But once again, like you got to think, like the people that raised Han or Han Luke and Luke, uh, you know Owen and uh, Baru, like he comes he, across their burning corpses, and then he's just like, "I got to pick up and go on." That like, sucks. Space adventure time. Yeah. And then like, so he he almost seems a little more bummed that Obi Wan dies. Yeah. But, you know, once again, that's just sort of like Star Wars is like, we got to move. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Here's your tragedy. And when you do get characters dwelling on death and stuff like that, you kind of get a Hayden Christensen, Anakin. You do. You're going you know to get saying? the tortured whatever that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll save everybody from death. Yeah, I don't um, even stop death from happening. There's a rumor. Now, that what's weird about this rumor is I, I think, if I had to guess, it may just be one of those sort of recycled rumors. Because I'm pretty sure we heard this rumor during Episode 7. But apparently, there's talks with Ewan McGregor about making some sort of appearance in Episode 8. As probably, you know, a Force Ghost. 
I don't want to see Ewan McGregor try to make look like an old Alec Guinness as a Force Ghost. I mean, I do not want to see that. If they can make uh, Michael Douglas look younger in Ant Man, they could do some digital shenanigans, or it could just be his voice. It could be ex- an extension of the fact that they used his voice in Seven. I personally feel like while it is easier to make a special effects person younger, it is not the same to make someone special effects no. older. I mean, they may not even try to make him look older. He may just look like middle-aged Obi-Wan. That's if Anakin's force fine. ghost can appear as young Anakin. I I understand. If you rewrote the continuity so that you yeah. appeared as your last Jedi self... Why would you appear suddenly younger? Well, um, you know what? Uh, there's actually... I'm going to recommend another Star Wars podcast. If you guys, our listeners, haven't heard Steel Saunders, he does Steel Wars. He did two episodes with Jason for making Star Wars. And they, uh, Jason had a really interesting point about the whole young Anakin Force Ghost thing. And... Um, what was that? <sighs> I don't want to try and paraphrase it and not do it justice. But basically, um, you know, if, okay, I'm going to attempt here, and I'm sorry if I fucked up. I was about to say, well, satisfy my curiosity. Okay, in Return of the Jedi, in the original version. Whoever wants to hear it more detailed can go to that. In Return of the Jedi, in the original version, when you see Sebastian, Sebastian Shaw, is that his name? I think so, playing Anakin's Force Ghost at the end of the movie. At that point, he's already choosing, quote-unquote, to appear as that Force Ghost. You know what I'm saying? Because that's not what Anakin looked like when he became Vader. It's not what he looked like at the end of his life, either. If it was, he'd had scars all over his face. You know what I'm saying? He'd been all burnt and fucked up. So if he can choose to look like that, then why wouldn't he just choose to look like young Anakin? You know what I'm saying? If he's manifesting himself as a ghost. Yeah. Our boy Goose loves that term manifest, by the way. Manifest. Man, that guy just manifested right next to me. He'd be good at um, shipping. And once again, I'm not doing it doing it a great no, service the I way I explain it. I understand. I, I kind of got my head around it right now. He was choosing to appear as his last Jedi self in that continuity, what it would have looked like. And that story had not been told yet. Right. So... It makes I mean, sense. What that it what it comes down to the story got retold, and he again chose to go with his last Jedi self, which right. is now Hayden Christensen. That's right. what, that's the story of. But uh, you know, you know, honestly, if they got Ewan McGregor to come back and be Force Ghost Obi Wan, and he looked like Ewan McGregor does now, I'd just be stoked that Ewan McGregor was back as Force Ghost Obi Wan. I I wouldn't honestly. I, I, I guarantee you. You say that now. I don't think it would bother you that and much. And you know how much I love you and McGregor. I know. I mean, we're talking Moulin Rouge That's here. That's what right? I was about to say. Uh, You're a fool for some Moulin Rouge. Fool for that man. He is awesome. I actually like Big Fish, too. Nobody else likes Big no, Fish. No, that's wrong. That's my favorite Tim Burton movie. Okay, well, that's a good one. And I don't have a ton of Tim Burton movies I like. Um, but that, this is not the Tim Burton cast. By but the I, way, there are two documentaries about... Ewan McGregor on Netflix, where he's riding a bike, riding a... Oh, yeah, I've heard uh, about those, like, cross-country right. motorcycle trips. They're worth a check out. Yeah, I'll check that out. Anyway, I would love to see Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi in his own movie and shit. I, I'm i not sure that we'll ever see another Force ghost. 
I'm not 100% sure either. Uh, and I actually brought up this point to Nick and Johnny last week where, you know, they wrote out the concept of Force Ghost and the expanded universe pretty quickly. Like in the first few pages of Heir to the Empire, they you, wrote out the concept. You told me about that when Obi-Wan basically was just like, look, I'm not going to be able to do yeah. this anymore. And it's because Timothy Zahn said if Obi-Wan and Yoda and them are always able to appear to Luke, then Luke never makes it on his own. At some point, Luke needs to prove himself. Now, you know, uh, who's to say that maybe they won't appear to Ray? You know, maybe they don't appear to Luke. Although that doesn't make much sense. I don't know, man. The Force Ghost thing is tricky. If we see a Force Ghost, I almost feel like it's going to be Luke. Like after Luke dies, maybe then we'll see a Force Ghost again. You know what I mean? So, I I do. I do. So, I'm just trying to wrap my head around <coughs> what canon states. Canon states that Qui-Gon Jinn originally found out how to present himself sometime after death figured it out how to present himself post-mortem mm -hmm. how to manifest himself yeah basically using the word of the day uh and then taught it to master yoda uh-huh and obi-wan who taught it to obi-wan well yoda yoda tells, tells obi-wan Obi that he's going to teach him how to commune with qui-gon yeah how to communicate with him i'll teach you like yeah so, so i qui-gon taught both of them i think right yoda but and. i assume qui-gon taught yoda how to do it first right so he they could talk and then yoda referred obi-wan to qui-gon and I, I it yoda made it seem like he had to teach him how to focus in on qui-gon yeah yeah exactly how to do the how to summon him or whatever but then okay I know where you're going with this. What do you mean you know where I'm going? I know with you're going to ask how does Anakin appear. Right. Okay. So, how do I mean before you even get there, how does Anakin appear like in the end? Mm -hmm. The other thing is Obi-Wan is make some sort of self-preparation. Yes. Is struck down, instantly atomized like Right. There's nothing of him left. Zero matter of mm -hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi left. Just close. Right. Like, which is what happens to Yoda mm -hmm. on his death, but Yoda actually disappears, passes away, <coughs> and mm -hmm. then disappears. just dis disappears, atomizes. Same thing. I, I can I consider both that the same thing. Right. I just wonder what that preparation that Obi Wan makes and what he's talking about when he says, "If you strike me down now, I shall become more powerful than you could ever have imagined." Like, I would like that explanation and how that relates to f his knowledge of how to use the Force Ghost. Right. And why Obi-Wan is able to appear for so long. Yeah. You, yeah. you know, as a force ghost. Well, it, it almost seems like he can't, because he does it pretty immediately where he's able to talk to Luke. Like, he tells Luke to run almost run. immediately after dying. Right. Tells him to try, use the force when he's attacking the Death Star. Yeah. But it seems like, you know, granted, it, it wouldn't be exactly convenient to just pop up as a, a force ghost immediately but almost seems like it takes him a lot while to materialize you know what i'm saying where he can appear um you know as a vision instead of just a every, voice and even every time that he does he's not popping up as a vision 
He's this is like once a year, once every four. Well, months. and see that's the thing. In Empire Strikes Back, he sees him on Hoth, and you know he's kind of uh, ethereal and wavy. And then in on Dagobah, he talks to. They have a conversation, Luke, and where he sits down on a log. No, no, no. That's that's her Jedi. As well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. By Jedi, he's just fucking pimping around like. He's just the only difference is he's glowy now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He sits down on a log, he walks around and stuff. So, um, as far as a explanation of the Force Ghosts, I don't know that we'll ever get that. Uh, like a 100% detailed. You know what I'm saying? It's just I think so, it's one of those things they want to leave more to mystery, like they what, may where totally, Yoda came from and things like that. They may totally drop it and move away from it, but you know. It's it's a definitely fascinating concept because Obi Wan is basically observing all the events of Luke's existence. Like he even talks to Yoda, you know, when Yoda's like, "Ah, too young, too yeah. young to begin the training." He's like, "You know, I was, you know, I forget what he says. <coughs> he's too headstrong, and he's yeah. I any less headstrong when you trained me?" Like, yeah. And Luke can hear that. And then you also got to wonder if, you know, y- you almost don't want to as a writer of a star Wars have the responsibility of trying to explain the force too much. Right. Cause you don't want to, you don't want to explain the force. This is, this is a fundamental error that George makes in the prequels when, mm-hmm. with the, the metachlorian argument, like mm-hmm. not argument, just the concept of metachlorian. Right. You just quantified the force. Yeah. You gave it a power level reading like DBZ. Like, and the thing is, is, um, you know, a lot of people, don't realize that the concept of midichlorians go way back before the prequels. That was something George was toying around with for a while, and he just, it, it, you know, it, it was. It's always been part of the universe, but like, get like removing that curtain. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like, you almost like you want to give us a little information about the Force, but you almost don't want to give too much because then, like, you know, which is why I don't think. That is another reason I don't think Kylo Ren wiped what's uh, Ray's mind. Right, I could see that, and the the main reason I wonder about the mind wipe thing is just because it would almost be sort of an easy um, explanation of why things happened. It would explain a lot. Yeah, you know, and it's not something you have to get into too much. I mean, clearly the dude has some weird mind control powers it's clearly he's got a different handle on the dark side of the force than what we've seen so far yet he's not completely trained as snoke says so that also gives him a little wiggle room to maybe give him some more powers you know what i'm saying that we haven't seen yet right which we need we don't want just the same old jedi and dark side powers over and over again you want to add some new cool stuff here and there like stopping a blaster bolt in midair you know that kind of shit that's amazing you need those powers so, you know, I I don't consider that kind of stuff explaining it too much, but like a just a info dump on this is what the force is and what it does and like when you leave it more mysterious like the Mortis arc in Clone Wars, I think it has more impact. Like the the Mortis arc is fucking weird, if, especially if you consider that that's uh, a, it's basically meant to be a kids show. Like there's some heavy concepts to try to take in on that. Mhm. But it's one of my favorite Clone Wars episodes. What I really like about the concept of the Force is that it basically requires meditation. Yes. Either, and on both sides, you know, either you meditate on your hate 
you know, and that makes you a Sith or a dark side Jedi or whatever. Right. You meditate on your, I don't know. Whatever I, the appropriate emotion is basically, or right. state of state of being. For even. Jedi, it would be the lack thereof, mm-hmm. you know, tranquility, internal peace, no emotion. <clears throat> um, do you want to get into a little Rogue One news? Let's get in some Rogue One. I know I've taken it kind of deep. No, so that's what this is fucking for. Let's. I feel like I'm. No, nah, man. I feel that's like I'm being too analytical of a what fantasy. What, what realm. is a Star Wars podcast for? But analyzing the shit out of some Star Wars. That's true. So, a couple months back, Donnie Yen. Do you know who that is? Eep Donnie Man. Yen. Eep Man. Yes. He's in Rogue One. That's great. He posted on his Twitter account these three pictures of some stormtrooper helmets or some helmets, um, which everybody at the time assumed were from Rogue One, and it turns out that that's looking like it's pretty true. Was now it, was he not supposed to release these? No, it got taken down off his Instagram. Oh wow! But you know, once that shit hits the internet, it's out. Well, I know. Are they really mad at him? I hope not. I mean, you know. Like the dude stoked he's in Star Wars. Don't, and it's, don't be this, mad at it, man. He gave us some pretty cool Star Wars picks, and they're not that bad. And they're this picture really is, yeah, it's not that spoilerly. Spo- man, I have a hard time with that. Um, and what I wanted to um, mention is that we are going to be talking some Rogue One stuff here. If you're super sensitive about spoilers, like you want to know absolutely nothing, then uh, I would skip this. Yeah, like we usually don't do spoilers, but we're going to talk about, I mean, we've seen some pictures of some stuff related, and we are going to talk about that. Yeah. If you really don't like that. And basically, if you go out uh, once Rogue One material hits the stores, you're going to see this stuff. And Before the movie comes out. As a guy that avoids spoilers myself, this is nothing I'm uncomfortable with seeing. I just thought I'd preface that. We're going to get to the point soon where I can't read Rogue One information anymore, like spoiler-type information, because it will start. It will. It will affect. I I probably will go with the same strategy I went with with Seven. Like, once the first trailer hits, that's when I'll stop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because then, like, once the trailer hits, like, then it there's seems like, all the speculation, and, and then a lot of it's potential that a lot making of making Star Wars is really going to start is dropping. Accurate. Yeah, well, not just that. I mean, they, man, they. I've said it a bunch, but going back and reading their reports on Episode Seven, it's impressive. They knew their shit going in, man. Um, but anyway, back to these three helmets. So there's three helmets. Uh, right in the middle is just a classic stormtrooper. Makes total sense. The era this movie set in, of course, we're going to see some classic stormtroopers. I'm actually, I don't know why, but that kind of shit kind of excites me. Like, you know, like it was cool seeing the next iteration of the stormtroopers and X wings and Y wings in uh, the Force Awakens. Even though that stuff wasn't wildly different, you know what I'm saying? I almost kind of wish they had gone a little more different with the ship design specifically. You know, the X-Wings and TIE Fighters are different, but 40 years different, you know what I mean? 40 years of a chaotic Yeah, and also the resistance. When things are established, they have the ability to progress and improve. When things are I think it's in maybe the visual dictionary. Like, the Republic has more advanced ships. Like, whereas, so... I don't want to fuck this up. Like the X wings and you know the original Trilly are T sixty five or XCOM T sixty five X wings, and I think you know the ones we see in um, Episode seven or maybe T seventies. I think they say like you know 
the Republic, the actual Republic has like T-80s and stuff. So they've got more, the resistance is kind of like the rebellion where they're not using the latest, greatest technology. I see. They're using what's available to them and what can be sort of scrounged together to help, you know, militarize their little resistance. But the Republic has been crushed. Right. Obliterated. But that doesn't mean there's still not, you know... Sis- Remnants. You know, uh, the Mon Calamari systems are g- probably going to band together and build giant starships for the Resistance to go and crush the First like, Order. Like and, they always do. You know what I'm saying? Corellia is going to give them some ships. Shit like that. Um, <clears throat> the galactic shipyards will do what they do. But seeing the classic Stormtroopers, I'm kind of excited about that. Because we haven't seen that live action since Return of the Jedi. I don't know, you know... Maybe I'll see it and I'll be like, oh, not as cool as I thought it would be. I doubt it. Um, So, more interestingly in this picture are the other two troopers. Uh, To the left of him is a black helmet. Now, now all this information I'm about to tell you, if you guys really want to read up on it, go to Making Star Wars. This is where all these reports come from. uh, And they're going to do a much better job of detailing it and, and things like that. But apparently, it looks like we're going to finally see Shadow Troopers. Which I'm excited about. Now, they ha- they don't have 100% of the details put together yet. But it looks like maybe this this helmet on the left, the black one, is maybe like a Stormtrooper commander. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he's going to be one of the big bads of right. Rogue One. And um, and it looks like there may also be sort of the more classic depiction of Shadow Troopers, which are... The classic Stormtrooper armor designs, but all black. Right. So, um, you know, it looks like we're going to get sort of two things. Apparently, this black helmeted character on the left, that's going to be the Kylo Ren of this um, movie. And when I what I mean when I say that is he's going to be what's on all the packaging. You know how, like, Kylo is in all, all the, of it. you know, promotion and packaging. That's apparently going to be the guy that they really push. I see. Now, um, the guy on the right... It's sort of a, you know, what do you want to say? It's like a a sandy colored, looks kind of like, almost like a scout trooper. Um, mixed with Boba Fett. Mixed with Boba Fett and like a blast shield yeah. or something. Um, they were originally hearing that there were sand troopers on, sets, on set, and they heard that these guys were being called sand troopers. Now, you know, that's not necessarily what we think of when we think sand trooper, but, um, you know doesn't mean you know different designs could still carry the same designation but apparently what they've heard is that these are called scarab troopers which i think is cool which would make sense in a desert environment um so yeah i mean <clears throat> you know um something i i guess i never really noticed as a kid trying to collect figures and stuff um and, and i've noticed now is troops like that shit is popular like you wouldn't think it, but Stormtrooper Black Series figures, hard to get a hold of because what it is is people buy want to buy multiple for troop building or army building is what they call call it. So, like, you can have, like, display an army of Stormtroopers. So, you know, probably not too bad of an idea to add a couple of more troop types to the Does Star Wars canon. Does leaving it in the box increases its value much more significantly because if you're going to display an army... You're going to have to unbox them. Yes. I don't know. I mean, in the box is always the way to go if you want to increase its value. You know what I mean? But I don't know how that... You know, people that are army building 
they're definitely not ever planning on selling their collection. Oh my god, they're gonna have those and one in the box. Like, no, oh yeah. Well, and the other thing is, is people will army build with, like, you know, it's crazy enough to think about army building with the the three and three quarter figures. They're like seven bucks a piece. You know, a hundred of those, fifty of those, you're talking three hundred fifty, seven hundred bucks. People will army build with black series figures. That shit's twenty bucks a pop. Whoa. People will army build with like fucking sideshow figures. And, you know, Kotobukiya figures, which are much more expensive than twenty bucks. So I mean if that's what people are into, you know, more power to them. If I had a giant Star Wars museum room of my own, maybe I'd do a little army building, you know? I wonder if anybody's ever uh army built a battle dro- for sure i mean i'd do something really fucking artistic like a three-tiered thing and on the bottom tier is like the biggest stormtroopers the next tier is like the next size of right trooper, like and the next the very tip top of the pyramid is like the smallest stormtroopers i don't know that would be cool uh, you do something with it like perspective wise where you put the smaller ones in the back so it looks like they're further away or like all <laughs> on a shelf on three shelves you know yeah. on the wall with some pier one shit you it's know. a pier one this mall's got a pier one it's real nice <laughs> it's from blues brothers for any of you unaged educated bastards never seen the blues brothers blues brothers was required viewing in my house my dad fucking loves the blues brothers we're on a mission from god gad um did you hear about uh the force awakens lego game no, what about it? They announced one. It's going to come out in June. Um, and it's, I mean, it's Star Wars Lego, Force Awakens. I'm stoked about it. I wish, um, well, I mean, I can't really say I wish, but, you know, movie adaption games sort of have a bad rap, rightfully so. They're typically pretty bad. But uh, I really, I mean, I think it's just my uh, hunger for all things Star Wars right now. Uh, I really wish, even if it was bad, I kind of wish they did a, a movie adaption game. The closest thing we got was Disney Infinity and now Lego Star Wars. You know how the video game world got sh- gun shy of movie adaption games? You know, I'm I'm glad they did. Like, I'm oh yeah, I, I agree because they. I mean, the I, Spider-Man games were awful. Those other Spider-Man games. Two was good. The game? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was probably that was probably the only. It's, good it, one. it happens rarely rarely a lot of them were awful oh yeah they are um i feel like the laura cross that go with the movies like oh i didn't there realize are any they of those, did that they probably not maybe did. i just played one bad one one time i mean the tomb raider has not had always had success no that's it's not always been triple a quality anyway. the last couple have been really good um what's also not good are movies made from video games I'm trying to think of anyone that might have been good. I don't think I can think. Super Mario Brothers was not good. You know, I've never seen that. It defines my childhood. Like I can, rem- I watched it a lot, and I liked it a lot. That does not mean it was a good movie. You know, uh, when that movie came out, I begged my dad to take me to see it, but I think someone at work told him it was really bad, and he would never. He just never would take me to see it, and I never. I. To this day, I've never seen the Super Mario Brothers movie. Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. Oh, I know who's Mario in it. Luigi. I've seen pictures. I hear all the bad stuff about it. Still have never seen it. Dennis Hopper. King Koopa. King Koopa. Has nothing. It, 
almost has nothing to do with Mario. Um, almost nothing. Dungeon Siege in the Name of the King, terrible. That's oh a God. Yui Bowl movie though, I, and that shit doesn't count. Yui Bowl. Let's not get started. Yeah, yeah. That shit doesn't. His count. fan club would hunt me down and kill me. I mean, I can't imagine the Yui Bowl fan club being great fighters. <laughs> you could probably take on like thirty of them at once and not break a sweat. People named Azriel Darkchild. Yes, the kind of guy people that are like uh, their freshman year of college are like, you know what I'm gonna do. I'm going to change my name to Azriel Darkchild, man. And then that's what they do. And then that's what they do. And then, like, like then you've got a fucking driver's license. You get pulled over by a, a goddamn cop, and he's like, uh, excuse me, sir, can I see your license and registration? And you hand him an ID that says Azriel Darkchild. And then while you're sitting in the parking lot to get your driver's <laughs> license picture taken, you're touching up your, your makeup. Your oh, like, yeah. And you look like mm-hmm. Sting from like WCW. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were talking about uh, living in a world up back. <laughs> that Sting. Turn I'd be like, what's wrong with our SOS? Um, oh man, you started talking about Sting. Yeah, Azriel fucking Dark Child. Dear Lord. So, um,. Before we uh, call it a night this evening, I'm going to do one of the, I, I I noticed, you know, I have to listen to the episodes back while I edit them. And for the past two episodes, I keep saying, oh, and we're going to do some Steve Cobra's favorite segment. And then I never fucking bring it up. Like, I get distracted and yeah, never remember do. to bring it back. So, this week, we're definitely doing some. But I don't think I can actually say Steve Cobra's favorite segment. With this one, I think I actually have to make it a little sexier. Some, ooh, Steve <laughs> Cobra's favorite segment. You know what? Hold on. I, I, we're messing a little something with this. I got to, we need some porno music, some perno music. And on that note, let's go ahead and issue an adult advisory warning for any children that may currently be listening. Jordan Wren, we're talking to you, buddy. You know. Put those earmuffs on. Earmuffs, Jordan Wren. <laughs> Your dad be getting on to me. He'd be like, oh, man. Can I get an adult warning? Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I apologize Here, for here we go. Here's that adult warning. We'll see you next week, Jordan Wren. Okay, let me get us a little soundtrack going. So, um, in this week's edition of Steve Cobra's favorite segment, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about a little bit of a uh, controversy that hit the Star Wars world this week. With some pool toys that Target oh. was selling. Am I, am I playing the porno music too loud? Or are you getting too into it? No, no. It's just uh, it's tickling my fancy. I, I think it's funny. Probably be tickling your butthole here in a second once we talk about the story. Mm. So mm. apparently, there's going to be, or not going to be, there's this product out on store shelves right now that are uh, Star Wars pool toys. Star Wars pool toys, which are made to sink to the bottom of the pool. They're, They're diver toys. Diver toys, divers. <coughs> uh, so that you swim down to the bottom, grab the diver, and come Bring back, back up, up to the top. Uh, Simple the, enough. The concept of weevils wobble, but they don't fall down. Um, and apparently, a lady saw these toys at Target and sent them a message on Facebook saying, um, 
you know, do you think this is really appropriate? It looks a little weird to me. I think she was trying to be funny. She was trying to be funny, and I will admit to you. Okay, yeah, let's just break it down now. It's funny. This they look kind of like dildos. They're phallic. Like no, they are. There's they're rod shaped. The the people are rod shaped and uniform, so that there's a shaft all of their body and legs. <laughs> there is definitely a shaft. Their head is the only. Okay. difference in that contour so, so if i'm not mistaken there's a, an elongated helmet shaped head okay, and so, a shaft like. so there's a, a, a phasma a stormtrooper and a kylo right, right. and they all have right. those like if they all have the helmet shape that right. would be like a dickhead what i'm saying is if your dick looks like the stormtrooper or captain phasma you're good if your dick looks like kylo's head with that because his has got a major flare if you got a dick that looks like that bro you might want to go get that shit checked out I mean, maybe it's just extra ribbed for the ladies. I or maybe there was pleasure. like a circumcision accident. Or, hey, you never know. Mazel tov. <laughs> Mazel tov. Um, but yeah, I I was telling, uh, I sent Nick and Johnny uh, the the link to that story about those um, those toys, and I was telling them like, hey, if those end up getting pulled off the shelves, that shit's gonna be a collector's item. Because that happens every now and then. Like uh, I feel like some cam girl is gonna oh like, lordy run up a big old a big old I don't know I don't know how this works honestly because I don't do that shit but I sure hear Berkeley talk about it that's just funny as hell when he's playing video games I mean he's like I, this, take your clothes off take it talk about a motherfucking multitasker Berkeley will be playing a video game with us and be like oh Katie Cakes is showing him titty. I can't do a Berkeley. That doesn't sound anything no, like Berkeley. So I'm just going to do my own voice and be like, Katie Cake's showing those titties now. Woo! A Berkeley like, is kind of like a Joshy Pants. A Berkeley impression is kind of like a Joshy Pants impression. They're, they're both kind of cool. I can't do a good, I can't do a good uh, Joshy either. I can't do many people I know. Like, like, um, you know, like I can't do a good Steve. Yeah. Can't do a Steve impression. I can't laugh like. If I could laugh like Steve, I could do it. Yeah, that Steve. would be uh, the the Steve laugh would be the cornerstone to a it's good crucial. Steve. Like I couldn't. I can't it's do like a good. A, it's like a clap and a cackle, like right behind each other. Like it's it's awesome. It I can't do a good Johnny. Like I, I I don't. I haven't known Johnny long enough or heard him talk. Maybe I could get there. The only thing, like the key to a good Johnny, is hey, how are you? Like you got to start off with hey, how are you? I can do a good Brad and a good James. I don't know. I, I can do James a decent James. I can do a decent James. Uh, the Brad just got to be very quick and like, uh, what's up, buddy, buddy, buddy? You know, yeah, like I mean, you, five, the the like, cadence is good, but like, you know, there's just like it's harder to do uh, people yeah. you know besides it is. like, you know, stupid fucking. Anyway, in a world where Star Wars dildos are dropped to the bottom of a pool, one man will prevail. And stick Captain Fast yeah, up his butt because I because some cam girl is gonna masturbate with the diver toys like for big money, you know that's what they do. That's what I hear. To me, that is like to me that's that's more of a waste of money than going to a strip club. You know what I'm saying? Like at a, a certain point, I was like, you know what? It's really sad that I'm at this strip club. Like it's sad. There's a point where you're there and you're like. This isn't fun anymore. Like something about some realization or some. It's like trying to feed a starving man plastic fruit. <laughs> uh. Oh man, our porno songs running out. Oh, it's all good. Um, the, the the thing I would say is if you are getting these Star Wars pool toys for nefarious purposes, 
um, like maybe sticking them up your butt. Maybe you want to do a little training. That looks like a lot to take up the booty hole. I don't think it's weighed for that. You know, like I imagine a diving toy has <laughs> some. I don't know. It's got to sink. It's got. It's some... made to sink to the bottom, not to. So you think you just pop it up there and it falls right back I out? I don't know. Let's. I don't know. The physics of it, I, I really don't want to contemplate any longer. Hmm. Um, but yeah, just uh, like I was saying, if that shit does get taken off the uh, shelves, it's going to become a collector's item. Instantly. It, and it's weird how that happens sometimes. A few years back, uh, w- more than a few, when the Tarzan Disney movie was out, there was a Tarzan figure that they took off the shelves because, you know, like he had one of those action things. But when, like, you moved the lever on his back to move his arm, it looked like he was jerking off. Jerking off. off. Um, and also, more recently, uh, when Django Unchained came out, they did a whole figure line. And that whole figure line got pulled off the shelves. And those are not that I would ever fucking collect Django Unchained action figures. Crazy prices, though. We're talking hundreds of bucks a figure. Why were the Django ones changed? Simply by nature of slavery and stuff? Or were they exactly. incredibly They're, gory? No, there weren't. As far as I could tell, they weren't gory. It's the fact that they had, like, fucking slave action figures, man. Like, you got to wonder if someone in the marketing ever, even for a second, stopped for a second and was like, I don't know, man. Slave action figures? Is that such a good idea? I mean, I can see Django <coughs> and Fritz. That makes more sense, but like, you know. And then the Leonardo DiCaprio character. Yeah. The Samuel L. Jackson character pushes it. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. You can't, you don't want to make an action figure of that guy. <laughs> um, And then, uh, I'm trying to think of some other, you know, sort of controversy. To, do you remember when we were... I was kind of a kid when the fucking everybody thought the what were those fucking guys called? Uh, they wore the different colored suits, and there was a baby that was the sun. The Teletubbies. The Teletubbies. Remember when everybody thought the Teletubbies were saying fucked up shit? They, I thought everybody thought the Teletubbies were gay or something. Right. Like that. They thought one of the Teletubbies said, "I think I'm gay. I think uh, I'm gay." Uh, yeah, or whatever. That's just wanting to hear something. Everybody thinks hear SpongeBob's gay, you know. Like there, there's, why? Why is kids hold hands? You know, like it doesn't have to be a gender specific thing. Like no, I, I, I mean, granted, I am not well versed in SpongeBob, but I don't recall ever seeing anything in SpongeBob that led me to believe like that SpongeBob wants to fuck anything. Everybody's got something to say. You know, people don't <laughs> like Harry Potter because there's unrestricted use of magic and demon and devil shit and like. <sighs> They like Chronicles of Narnia because it's okay because there's Aslan who resembles Jesus who presides over magic. You know, everybody's got their argument. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, I get that. To each his own. I mean, it's not that I get it, but I don't get it. Like, what the fuck ever? Let kids read Harry Potter. Yeah, stories are stories, dude. Like, just tell your kid. Like, you know, when I was a kid and wanted to play Mortal Kombat, you know what my parents told me? Okay, you can play Mortal Kombat, but you realize it's not real life, right? You can't, don't be expecting that it's going to be cool for you to go up and try to rip someone's heart out of their chest. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's just a game. I I will play the psychology card here. It's not healthy for even teenagers to see gore at a certain level. There are things like the Saw movies or, you know, things yeah, that's, that's gore for the sake of gore. Torture porn is you, what they call that. Like you, Saw, yeah. uh, Hostile. Those kind of things are not good for the psyche. 
you know. I can see that. It's because you're taking the shock factor away. And I only say this because if that were to happen to you in real life, you know, then you would experience the real horror of it. If that were to happen to you in real life and you'd seen a bunch of that stuff in real life, you're diminishing the importance. Oh, of I don't know. I think if some fucking psycho locked me in a room and I and I had to saw my own foot off, no matter how many times I saw saw, like I'd I still guess be like, that would you know not prepare saying? you for that. I'm saying I'd still be like, God damn I just, it! I think <coughs> make forcing yourself to think about and see and process these images is not healthy for your overall being. I mean, I can sort of see that. I think it's also the sort of a case by case by case. Agree. You know what I'm saying? If I everybody, was a kid that ever, was obsessed with gore uh, and not everybody is the same <laughs> amount of hurting animals and shit as a kid, maybe my parents would be like, "Uh, no, you can't play Mortal Kombat." All I was really saying is that the rating system is there for a reason. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, like I'm not gonna let my kids play mature games at like seven or you know seven or eight. Like, like uh, I'm, you know, I I think it would be sort of a case by case basis. Not so much with the kids, but with the game. Like, you know. Halo is rated mature up until five. Like, I'd let a kid play Halo. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Would I let a kid play GTA? Probably not. Probably not. Not, you know. Virtual crime is not a good thing to learn. Yeah, next thing you know, that kid's trying to flip bricks of cocaine and stuff in, under in his bed. In middle school, but, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fucking, oh my lord. Oh shit, my kid got caught with, like, a, a bag in the bathroom in seventh grade because he played too much gta and thought right. that, that shit was cool you know uh what i was just thinking i don't the, the, this is a little bit of my fucked up thinking process when you're talking about saw and i was like you know if i got locked in a room and had to saw wouldn't it be funny if like jigsaw kidnapped me and chained me to a radiator but he chained my bad leg and i was like jokes on you motherfucker this shit is useless anyway <laughs> fuck you jigsaw i win <laughs> You didn't like it'd be fun. You don't even wait for Jigsaw to prevent present you with the <laughs> the quandary or whatever. You're just like you look down. And you're like ha cha. <laughs> just like you know what this shit's so fucked up. I may just be able to wiggle it out of this handcuff, <laughs> Jigsaw. You really didn't think this through. <laughs> then I got a and you know, then I'm a I'm a local hero. I got away from Jigsaw, sawing off my bad leg. Then you know what I get to replace it, motherfucking Darth Darth Vader leg. Um, uh, did you hear about gravitational waves? Well, do you know what a gravitational wave is? I mean, I'm familiar with the concept. I did not know there was new news. There was new news today, and that scientists confirmed that they have proof that they exist. They have recorded. I was really hoping you had read up on this because I'm fucking stupid, and I thought maybe you could break it down for our listeners. It's just a little cool piece of scientific news. They have confirmed the existence of gravitational waves. I mean, lots of things move in waves. Light moves in waves. Sound right. moves in waves. Um, and this is something you know Einstein had theorized about like a hundred years ago, or however. The interesting long thing, time ago. The interesting in a thing. Galaxy far, far away. I mean, I don't even know. I haven't read up on this. I'd like to. I feel dumb now that I haven't. <laughs> I, I haven't been up on my news then. I mean, you but can't just hear straight from work. When did you have the time to take a dump and read about gravitational waves? That's, right. That's very I had true. that time today. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you didn't brought it up, but because just thinking about it from you and me right now, theoretically, <coughs> the implication of that is if you know something moves in a wave-like motion, you have the ability potentially to alter that. You can mm -hmm. manipulate gravitational waves, and knowing what we, you know, if you can manipulate gravitational waves, then you can 
move things. Okay. Uh oh. You know how the you know the concept of anti gravity. Anti gravity isn't really anti gravity. It's just the manipulation of gravitational waves. So if you can manip- manipulate gravitational waves, you can cause things to suspend or float in air or to move at vast speeds without you know a lot of air resistance. Like you're affecting gravity. Oh really? One you know gravity, space, and time like. All are intimately connected. I mean, basically how I had it sort of explained, I sort of read the gravitational waves for dummies today, was that um, it's basically ripples in space-time. Right. That space-time is innately a wave, wave-like motions. Hmm. So that could be time travel? Is that what we're talking about here? I, I, I would think faster than light travel would Ooh. be the first stop, like... To implement the technology, I mean, but that's we're talking years ahead. Like what we know about elect, you know, electromagnetism and gravitational waves. Like, oh my god, to put that in the form of you know a faster than light engine, it would take a lot. You know, a smarter mind than myself or probably the smartest person I've ever met. I got a question for you about time travel. Okay, and it's not a question. It's not a new concept. If you had the ability to time travel. And we're given the mission to go back in time and kill baby baby Hitler. Would you do it? No. You couldn't kill baby Hitler. You know, you'd think that I could kill baby Hitler. I know how this one plays out. If I kill baby Hitler, what if there's a World War Three and the entire North American continent is irradiated or there's nuclear... Fo- what if the future without a World War Two is it's worse, worse than, a future than the future with, with a World War Two? Damn. See, like you gotta, you gotta bring it in like that. Because if I had a time travel device, and Dog, they're like, you just time cop me, and I'm trying to think about the responsibility and ethics yeah, of being. Yeah, I a did, time I cop. did. I, and here I'm thinking, fuck yeah, I kill baby Hitler. Like I have no desire to kill a baby, but baby Hitler, smother his ass with a pillow. Sorry, baby Hitler. <laughs> and I just imagine him there in like a little fucking diaper with his little mustache already. No, I totally understand. And See I feel that I feel the same way. Like you know, where I what the fuck. You picked the, <laughs> I picked you the picked weird the remix version. 90s <laughs> DJ I got, remix. I got this fucking cord so we could take Skype calls. I'm finding out that I like it almost as much just to be able to play stupid music. Background while, music stuff. And to try and make you laugh. No, I start playing the X-Files theme song. You're while very, you're, it's very appropriate. <coughs> while we were talking about that space stuff. It made me feel like Neil deGrasse Tyson. <coughs> millions and millions. Hey, by the way, n- nothing but respect for Neil deGrasse Tyson. But Neil deGrasse Tyson... Look, I realize you're incredibly intelligent and you know your shit, but you don't have to fucking, every time a new sci-fi movie comes out, be like, oh, this isn't sci-fi. This isn't scientifically accurate. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to me, it makes sense for, say, a movie like The Martian or Gravity, you know, but for him to be like, well, you know, BB-8, well, he wouldn't be able to get any traction on sand because he's a sphere or blah, blah, blah. Oh, Shut yeah, the like, fuck up. It's like, yeah, why don't you tear apart Jupiter Ascending or something nobody gives a shit oh, about. Like, shit. Where do you begin? I haven't even seen that movie. I saw a preview for it on a <laughs> DVD, and I was like, that preview is so bad. I don't know that. I want to see. You know how sometimes you really want to see a bad movie? Yeah. I really yeah. want to see it because I want to see how bad it is. I want to see Space Elf Channing, Channing Tatum, Tatum and it can't be good. Mila Kunis be 
the accidental Earth Princess or whatever. Man, the Wachowskis just can't get it right anymore, can they? I liked Sense Eight. Like I have, I can't speak to that because I haven't seen. That. I really liked Sense Eight. I mean, it's a little preachy, but yeah, like I said, I can't really give my opinion because I haven't seen it. I should watch it, but like, I think it's good. Um, I'm excited for the next season. What did they do? So they did the Matrix, then they did. What else have they done since the Matrix? Did they do V for Vendetta? Yes. Okay. I liked V for Vendetta. I thought okay. that was really good. Fair enough. Stephen st- Fry was good in V for Vendetta. I still get a little fucking... I get tired of every fucking 5th of November. People got to be like, remember that movie? <laughs> Whatever. Should, it shouldn't be about... The 5th of November should be about Guy Fox. Fair enough, and but... his assault on... But Carlos you know, fucking Azrael Darkchild's got to be yeah, like, be, remember, remember that remember movie that with v that... V for Vendetta movie? With remember, mask? remember, the 5th of November and V for Vendetta. Um, and then, um, did they, what, it, so that Jupiter ascending, I feel like I'm missing one. Another one that wasn't like very good. What? Uh, <laughs> Wachowski, oh, Wachowski, a Wachowski stuff. joint. I don't know. Who knows? I'm not up on my, you, me neither. I rely on you. You know, you're my, you're my useless information. News. No. S- useless bullshit. <clears throat> we're both, we're both, I'm a movie guy. I really like movies. I'll watch all kind of movies and I consider myself my opinion valuable but i don't know as much about cinematic history and the details as you do yeah and and i wouldn't say i'm incredibly versed i'm more of an art guy and less of a details guy let me see here what have the wachuskis done lately um v for vendetta the invasion oh that's not a movie speed racer Ah, Speed Racer with Lost Jack Shepard as Racer X. Matthew Fox as Racer X. Cloud Atlas. I knew there was another one. There was another flop in there somewhere. And Jupiter Ascending. That's what they've done since. (coughs) They burned bright with that first Matrix movie and then... Put it on a simmer afterward. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of a simmer, we really got to go, but there's one more thing I want to bring up to you. And I think this is relevant uh, for you as a chef. So, you know, Jesse and I uh, have been watching MasterChef Junior. Indeed. You know, Gordon Ramsay's my dude. Yes. And I know not a, not everybody's going to agree with me on that, but. Gordon Ramsay is a good chef, and he's very demanding in his sous chefs. He's very violent. That reaction is for the camera. But Yeah. And you know what? I was glad to I've see that he toned it down. For like, I would have. I don't think I would have dug Master Chef Junior. He was like all in their face, like, "What the fuck are you doing? You put so much ginger in it, it's a Weasley." <laughs> um, yeah, I. But I, I've worked with a lot of chefs, and every chef has has freak out tendency like that. Yeah, from my experience. Fair enough. I I can tell that Ramsey. Had no fi- has no filter. He'll let it fly. Like right, he and likes I, to like let you it said, fly it's also it's TV. Like. Yeah, um, but there's this one thing I've noticed he does, man. That's so he's a great chef. Weird. I mean, I said that to say this. Everything I've seen about his performance in food, he's a fantastic chef, and he knows what he's talking about when it comes to revitalizing a restaurant and how to structure right. and build a menu and build a business. So, like you know, they present their dish to him, right? Mm-hmm. And he does. You know, he gets a a, a, a nice fork full of every element i know what you don't like and he takes a good look at it you know he he uh critiques the plating 
and stuff like that. I like the plating element. Like, I, I like being like, ooh, they did a good job. Pla- ooh, that's not a good job plating. I'll be watching and be like, ooh, they fucked up their plating, right? Then he takes a bite and immediately goes, mm, mm, mm. like, it sounds like he's having sex. Like, every time he takes a bite, like, he over-exaggerates, if it's good. Like, if it's bad, you know, he makes, like, stink face and... I what's what irks me sometimes about chef gordon ramsay is that he takes his fork and he like kind of picks at things yeah and, and he like over things yeah and moles around and peeks under and looks through things now that's smart like you want to see what they tried to hide or you know how that how the plating was executed and what's under there because people will try to hide things but um it's it just kind of looks gross seeing him pick at a pick at a plate I don't know. <clears throat> well, before we um, before we call it a night, I thought I'd play you a little bit of uh, Chef Gordon Ramsay. How about how about, how about that? I mean, this new chord, man. You like it? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you some pointers for the big night. So, if you're feeling adventurous, follow this. You need a really nice, robust tart. What we're looking for is a really nice, broad, the most popular bird in the country, flexible body. Semi-firm breasts, but quite bouncy. And then just lift up the skirt, and they get excited, so they look wet. (laughs) Open up the legs, two beautiful thighs, three fingers. Get your hand, and almost treat your hand like a sort of whisk. Push your fingers in there, and it's nice and moist. And smelling very fragrant. And that confirms <laughs> she's ready for up and down motion. That's not rocket science, is it? That's common sense. Do not be scared about the bottom. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> That's class as the dark brown Rolls Royce part. It's full of flavour. So treat it with some respect and get really nice and comfortable. And then turn her over and bang up the butt. Mmm. <laughs> That's the noise. That's you need. Did you hear? A small mm. knob. Imagine you're holding a tennis racket or little whisk. And then, confident grip, firm push, 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 straight in the butt. Crack. <laughs> get it in there. And just up and down, up and down. It feels and sounds a little bit weird. And it's so easy to cream in literally minutes. <laughs> now, the secret now is to make sure that we definitely don't go for a pee. <laughs> Hold back and wait. Mm. 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 They're playing that noise over and over. And then bang, out, bang, it pops out. You get to release it from the bottom and just drip a really nice white creamy liquid down the bottom, making it some form of decoration. <laughs> just almost like a little tap and just let it drizzle out. Now, don't touch your face, especially your eyes. It smells like fish. It's strong. It's slightly sour, but it's creamy, and it's packed with fucking grease. That smells amazing. That smells amazing. Oh, shit. <laughs> that got all set off. It did. Oh, man. So I think that'll about do it for this week, buddy. I, I think, think that's a good way to... <laughs> Bang! Right up the butt. <laughs> There's no uh, mincing words. Um, before we go, I'd like to thank 
uh, Stone Cobra for the theme song. Thank you, thank you. If you guys are interested in checking them out, you can at stonecobra.com where you can get their album, High and Mighty, for only $5. And uh, I guess that's about it. Rate and review us on iTunes. Do it. StarWarsPodcastAwards.com. Do it. Give us a hand. Do it. So, for Blue Harvest, (laughs) a Star Wars podcast, I'm your host, Paul Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us.